0: Oh, <laughs> 17th episode of the Sausage Factory, which is brought to you by Spong.com and hosted by me, Chris O'Regan. In this show, we interview video game developers and ask them how they made their start-making games, what their influences are, and who inspires them. Split into two halves, the show initially focuses on the developer themselves, and the second half will discuss the game they're here to promote, which in this case is Run Gun, Jump Gun by 33. Gentlemen, please introduce yourselves. Who are you, and what do you do? Hi, I'm Logan, uh,
1: Logan Gilmore, and I am the programmer with Run Gun, Jump Gun, and 33 Games.
2: I'm Matt Satch. I'm the uh, artist and designer and kind of the uh, you know, visual person, I suppose. You all oh, wear a lot of hats,
0: It's your fault, then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> kind of on me. <laughs>
0: So you've answered the, the first question. Oh, sorry. Is there
3: another? Oh, oh yes, Jordan Blue.:: Yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody forgets Jordan. I'm the oh. writer and composer on the project. On I know.
0: Apologies, three three gentlemen. That's 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 the, the, the more we normally have. We normally have two or three, a two or maybe just one, but three. I'll, I can cope. I'll be fine. So I'll give you. I'll give you space now. Um, how did you make your start making flashy lighty video games
2: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: so I know for me um, I I played like quite a few video games as a kid Um, and uh, I lived in the country so it was either go outside and enjoy the fresh air or play video games and I generally did the latter until my mom would boot me outside and say go go get some fresh air usually it's you know just been cooped up with us long enough, and it's time for the kids to be outside, and no more loud, like jingly jangling noises and whatever. Um, yeah, and then I, I kind of like got away from games as I got older, and then I went to school, and I went to school for. I mean, originally I was gonna be a journalist and or be a musician, and then I finally sort of decided like uh I don't know, I'll just take some classes, and then it's like computing science sat really well. I think part of that's because like when I was a kid. Uh, I was lucky my dad also is a computer programmer, so I had computer programming and stuff and just kind of got ahead of the game in that way. Um, and then uh, when I was in a university, I played uh, Hotline Miami, um, going to university for programming. Um, and, uh, and I went, oh, man, this is like, I don't know, i had been kind of like playing a few games here and there, just like kill some time and stuff. And uh, it was the first game that I played where I was like, oh, man, I wish I made this. Like, this is amazing. Um, and, uh, basically from that moment onward, I sort of like started fiddling around with like little game stuff here and there again, sort of, you know, make a little demo where you're flying around the clouds or make something where it's like your guy and you're like picking people up and eating them or, uh, stuff like that. And kind of never went anywhere. It was sort of the classic, like make a lot of like tiny things that you then get bored of and throw away. Uh, but anyway, and then after I, I went to school and I like did like a brief abortive grad school where I was going to do like a programming language design. Um, and I did not finish that. I, in academia, um, but I, I went and worked at a marketing company, uh, sticks and stones. Um, and that's where I met these guys. And, uh, we basically sort of just, you know, the, the marketing company has all the same like bits and pieces that you need to, uh, make a game. You got the, you know, some like, in my case, some programming and stuff. And, uh, then with Matt and Jordan, the, the audio and the writing and the, and the visuals and everything, and we just sort of, I don't know, did some game jams and kind of decided it was a neat thing to do and then sort of started a, a company. Um, I mean, basically the, uh, I don't know, and someone else can jump in as well, but uh, kind of like the, the origin of the, the game itself was actually um, when Matt and I left the, the company, and we sort of uh, we were kind of like let's let's make like a st- stupid little game that uh, that we can just sort of give to our coworkers as like a, a goodbye present because it was like you know we're both leaving on good terms and stuff and uh, so we we're kind of like you know it'll have their faces on it and it'll be like a little like runny jumpy shooter kind of thing um, and it'll take a week to kick out and then we'll you know be on to other things. Uh, and then, uh, so, I remember we were sitting in Matt's basement, and we were, like, eating a pizza that we had made, because that was our little, like, thing. We'd, like, eat a pizza, work on a game. Um, make a pizza, work on a game. But uh, then, uh, so, like, Matt saying, like, let's, let's make it, like, a runny, jumpy, shooty thing. And I was kind of like, ah, oh, man, but, like, there's a million of those, like, so how can we just, let's just do something different, even if it's just, like, tiny. And so that's when Matt was like, okay, what if... When you shoot down, you fly like Flappy Bird. And I was like, sold. Yes, we'll do that. And then that's basically like that was like a little sort of napkin sketch that then we started working on it, and it's sort of like, oh, it's actually kind of fun. It's like a thing that you can do that's that's like kind of adds an interesting dimension to this whole thing. Um, and so eventually, we were like, okay, fine. It's not going to be like a stupid coworker game. We're taking the faces back off, and uh, we got to end the charade and tell Jordan about it, who still worked at the company at the time, and. uh... So we brought him on, and I don't know. That's uh, that's pretty much how we got going.
0: Wow! So that's this is your first game, and to, to be inspired by Hotline Miami is great because that game was made, I believe, entirely in Game Maker, which is terrifying.
1: <laughs> I know that's amazing. That's something actually. So when I was a kid, um, when I was I was working with like one of the, like the primordial versions of Game Maker, and I like made my first game, Last Hope. That was like a top-down shooter, and it was terrible. But like it was the first thing that I actually finished, and that was in Game Maker. And so it was like that was I was amazed when I, I heard that I didn't even know that at the time. It was like a few years later that I realized like, oh, they made that with Game Maker. <laughs> like, I used Game Maker when I was twelve, and it was just like I made terrible things with it. It's,
0: That's amazing. It's jaw dropping, isn't it? it's Absolutely jaw dropping. Yeah. yeah. Okay, who's next? Who'd like to volunteer where, how they made their start making uh, crazy games and things?
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll hop in. Okay. Uh, Matt. Um, yeah, I, I was just of the generation of people with access to Macromedia Flash, probably a <laughs> pirated copy, I don't remember. Um, yeah, just making, making Flash games and having access to Newgrounds.com and uh, just these various horrible stick figure animation and game websites and I contributed my fair share of terrible uh, splinter cell knockoffs uh, <laughs> to to the internet of the early 2000s um, and uh yeah, I just sort of never really stopped making games that went nowhere, just every year had kind of make one thing or another that would just you know be cast off onto some backup hard drive and then lost eventually and I think when my first what you might possibly call a finished game I actually made with Jordan we working at this marketing agency I sort of roped him into doing a Ludum Dare and uh, we made a little spy sneaking around game and uh, I did the art and the programming and I should not be a programming anything, but sort of jammed a bunch of code together anyway, and um, it's, it's, I, that game ended up being almost fun if you didn't run into the, any of the thousands of bugs that would ruin it. Um, yeah, and then just kind of kept, you know, that, that was kind of a fun experience, so uh, Jordan and I started working on this this other game that was sort of like, a, it's almost like The Thing, we were trying to um. Yeah, th- th- there's a game called Paradise Lost that's out now that is like the best version of what we could have possibly tried to do. Um, but yeah, we're working on this, and then Logan was hired at this marketing company, and we're like, oh, a programmer. Let's like saddle up next to this guy. So we kind of played coy and would work on the game around him to try and lure him into our trap.
0: Seems to have worked.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: yeah doesn't even know it who's next who, who who um who would like to offer their uh, experiences making uh creating video games?
3: I think it's probably me. It I think I'm the indeed. only one plus yes. <laughs> I'm the last thirty three um, ah, yeah. I've never really made games before working with these guys before um I've kind of I don't know, like them. I've been playing games pretty much my entire life. I'm one of those weirdo only children, so I was like kind of raised by video games. And I've always loved them, but I never really knew what I could do on them until sort of working with these guys. I've been a a writing and music guy for a really long time, and those are two things that don't normally go together that well. It's normally you're kind of one or the other, and games seem to be sort of the medium where it's like, no, you can can do both. You can mash those two things together, and they can work in tandem. So for me, it was kind of just the first sort of games that I made. Matt mentioned them earlier, the weird sci-fi game, the weird spy game. We were just doing like game jams, and it was so much fun. And then when they, uh, when Logan and Matt kind of left the marketing firm that I'm still, still at, and they asked me to come on and do some tunes for the game, it just seemed like a perfect fit. Just, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, I've I, we have interviewed uh, guests on this show that are what they call you probably you probably familiar with this term, but it's not well, that well known. Polymaths, people who have the ability to. Pretty much put, turn a hand to anything. Uh, Renaissance people, as well, you could ask you, argue. Like, they're, they're, they're like the business manager and the developer and the programmer yeah. and the musician and the writer, uh, and it's like <laughs> oh, OK, kind of scary. <laughs> but you don't say that to them, because it, but there are people out there, and the video game development, I've always found it fascinating. and I know you're a musician, but forgive, forgive me for saying this, but when you hear of bands who so always spend six months in your studio make, making this album what are you doing you know <laughs> you know video game developers are doing oh that's just a very important part of what we're doing but then we've got the interaction we have the graphics and the story and the and what if all that stuff and yeah. uh, you just think what are you doing and oh don't tell me Yeah, I probably guess but you know it's just you hear about this that they they're pouring all the high onto this one track where they're remixing it over and over again to the point where it's it's meaningless uh, whereas in video games it's you know, you do get that kind of care and attention, but it's to all kinds of creative media, not just one. And that's why I admire anybody who actually finishes making a game. Because that's... Some of yeah, the those... that, Yeah, go on.
3: No, I was going to say, the thing that I, th- I find so interesting about it, just from, like again, this is sort of my first time jumping into this whole world, is the role that having people who can do different stuff plays in this even if they're not using all those skills on the game you can kind of see it like logan for example is a wonderful writer and a wonderful musician and it's fascinating working with a programmer who knows that world even if he's not making the music in the game he gets it and he makes the music the experience of hearing the music in the game way better because he understands the theory behind it and you know matt he was saying earlier that he'd done programming before, and then while it might not be the thing that he wants to do, it's he has that body of knowledge, and it makes his collaborative relationship with Logan better. It's this kind of like big rock-paper-scissors game where everyone understands a little bit of what someone else is doing, and it just makes everything way, way better.
0: They're greater than the sum of their parts, basically, all three of you. Cool. Yeah. So this is the next question. The next question... I struggle asking because it seems a bit, I don't know, shallow. It's not, uh, but it's hard to actually answer. That's why I think it's a bit shallow. But I'm going to try it anyway. As creators, all three of you, and we can have, I don't know, Jordan start this. He spoke last. Um, What are your biggest influences as a creator?
3: Oh, man. Um, That's a tough one. I know Logan mentioned Hotline Miami, and I know... I don't want to speak for the whole crew, but I know that that game was super, super influential, especially on this title specifically. Like, You can see that game in the DNA of Run Gun, Jump Gun. The aesthetic, the vibe, that game, uh, there needs to be a better word than this, but it just has a vibe to it. Like, You put on headphones, you look at it, and that game kind of just washes over you. And I know we wanted to make something that kind of just washed over you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not a great video game player, but I finished that. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how to this day but i finished it you
3: know real, you kind of get lost in it and yeah. it becomes a really fun place to be even as the game is so punishing
0: yeah yeah and that's why i keep that's why i had you on because the, again one gun jump gun is the same thing It's just like the same emotion like i'm terrible at games but why am i keep playing this <laughs> 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 uh logan what, what's what's your uh Influence? Do you think as a, as a creator of things?
1: Oh, I don't know. It's kind of like all over the place. Um, I don't know. I'm like, I love like sci-fi, and uh, it's sort of like I, I read like a ton of sci-fi books, and I like sort of watch sci-fi movies, and uh, so that that whole world is like kind of important for me. Um, I mean, I, I you know, I part of like my interest with all of this stuff is like. Kind of like I've been like just reading a ton since I was like five. Like I just sort of like to this day I read like several books a month and I just read a lot. Uh, and so it's kind of like it, I, I love games because it's sort of this opportunity to like build like a world that you can go and and hang out in and and you know shoot saws in or whatever uh, that that exists in like a really sort of, like, tangible way that's, like, I don't know, it takes, like, the sort of, like, the places that I would go as a kid and reading books and stuff and, and makes them a little bit more real. Um, like, I was actually, like, I, you know, it was one of the first things I was thinking about doing when I was, like, going to school and stuff was, like, being an author. And then I was like, hmm, I want to make money,
0: though.
1: Of <laughs> uh, <laughs> course, now I've made the mistake of getting into indie games, so. Uh.
0: <laughs> are, you, are you between books right now? That's to all three of you, but are you actually... In the middle of, like, are you in a dry spell of books right now? There's a... mm, I've,
1: I've got a pretty big list, but, like, I'm always adding stuff to my, to my Goodreads. The reason I
0: ask is, you know, you're smart people. You're picking up on me, Go about to pitch something. But a friend of mine just released a trilogy of, of sci-fi books you might be interested in. Um, it's the Kentisbeck um, trilogy. Uh, a chap called John Wallace. I'll link it at the end of the show. <laughs> But they are they are right, proper right. books. They're published and everything. Um, but uh, you know, and, and uh, he's a lovely man. And I actually helped with some of the advice. I advised him on parts of the book, on the second book, um, Steeple. Uh, very dark, very violent, very good series of books. And I thought, oh, you'd like these <laughs> if, you, if you like your reading. But yeah, I think drawing from other mediums is brilliant. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I. I also uh, have done quite a bit of music and, like, rap music, compose it, and uh, play it in some bands. And, like, I'm especially interested in, like, experimental music. Um, we've got a, like, decent, like, noise scene at Edmonton. I've got some buddies that I played with that, like, uh, we, we did one little project where it was, like, I play cello and violin, and then the other guy would play operate bass, and then we'd run it through about, like, you know, 100 effect pedals and loop it and just make this wall of, like, sound that would sort of, like, emerge from these classical instruments. Um, so it's, like, I don't know. I I just, like, I love anything that's sort of, like, kind of, like, deep and rich and glitchy. And uh, I, I feel like that uh, it's almost like I come at, like, this, like, the, like, programming and music or the, sorry, uh, like, games from this, like, perspective of, like, all of the stuff that I don't do and then work with these guys to figure out how to, like kind of like make what they're doing really shine um because i've sort of i have this like kind of interesting background of like did some like web design and stuff too and um it's just it's interesting to see how you can take all these like disparate like other mediums and then sort of weave them together to make like this whole game
0: which is what video games really are we've always been when it comes yeah. down to it Maybe not Pong, but later on, <laughs> um, they, they did. Uh, I'm showing my age now because that's my first video game I ever played. Um, Matt, um, can you uh, give us an idea of what influences you as a creator of things?
2: Uh, yeah, for for video games specifically, I think the same kind of. Uh, I mean, the indie game scene is. is essentially extremely amazing right now like starting from super me boy and going to uh like nidhogg and fly wrench and these things like it just reminds me of playing games when i was a kid in a way that i don't get by playing like sort of mainstream games which i still like like i, I played the heck out of like the new metal gear solid Played way too many hours of that but um I really get more inspiration from the indie games, and it reminds me of the the kinds of games I play the most. Are like old Sega games and old DOS games. Like I'll put more hours into those than anything. And it, it's just interesting that the set of constraints and the set of sort of building blocks of these puzzles. It's like people had like a completely different mindset in the in the late '80s when these things were getting being made. And it's just funny to go back to those and and just see the, the assembly of parts being completely different than it is now um, so yeah I, I don't know
0: that's no that's great <laughs> looking at the roots of games I'm a big retro game fan myself I, I have a huge huge appreciation and love for current games especially the, the recent uh, innovations in design which is what made me create this show and uh, want to talk about how game design has evolved to extraordinary places that we wouldn't possibly imagine. But, you know, older games, and certainly from the late 80s, have their place. Of course they do, and they're important. Now, I just want to tell you a side story, but, you know, in the UK, where we had PAL, all our games ran about 15-20% slower than everyone else in the world. Which means that when I hear the tune for Sonic, and I hear it on the NTSC or regular, it's like, that's too fast. But right. sorry, that's I want the slowed down jazz version, not this. <laughs> so <laughs> I know there's a couple of musicians listening, going, "Yeah, imagine it! Imagine the tempo is twenty percent slower." That
3: actually, sounds awesome. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so everything because you know our pal televisions have more lines on them. You know this it's techie stuff, but it had more lines on them. So that all the consoles were designed for te- televisions with less lines on them. Um, this is before you know the 1080p nonsense that we enjoy today. Um, so our pal t- So they went. Well, I don't know. We we'll just we we'll cast black borders top and bottom, <laughs> and we we'll just make the game we'll just make the game slower. And we didn't know any better at the time because you know the internet wasn't really around. It wasn't until later on that people realised. Wait, your games are faster than ours. So to this day, I can't really play uh, NTST games. I just can't do it. It's like it's too fast. It's, too, it's, too, it's, too, it's going too fast.
1: <laughs> Onyx to want... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as a as like a, a PC gamer, like when you know, I had like two eighty six, three eighty six, like four eighty six, and they had like the turbo button and stuff. I remember like a big part of my gaming experience was always like figuring out how to get the speed right. Like, okay. I'll try like adjusting like the speed slider in the game, and then I'll like turn turbo mode off, and then we'll see if it's like playable now. And it's like the guy's just like, and he just disappears off. Don't it! Okay, too fast. Okay, what else can I do to like make this game slow? Like,
0: I remember that. Oh, I don't want to go back to those days ever. That and faffing around the confetti. Like yes. Yeah, faffing yeah. around the or Fys. No, sorry, no, no, no one wants that anymore. Go do one. So, this is um, this is a group question. I want you to come together and come to a common consensus. I'm sure you can do it. Who do you think 33 Games admires in the industry and why?
3: Hmm. Interesting <laughs> question.
1: I want a group think uh, on
0: this one. Come on.
1: I'm sure you all admire John Carmack as much as I do. <laughs> I,
2: uh, I, I, I. <laughs> interesting papers he's written <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it I mean so
1: I'm sure we can all agree on like Dennis and Cactus from Hotline Miami yeah and Denitent because we love that game and we love them and think they're amazing um, but
0: I mean yeah I don't know
1: who else what do we all
0: so, who in the games industry specifically? It can be That's a company. An interesting... You can sort of. I don't mind doing anomalous. You know, the you know, ooh, Blizzard, what have you. I'm not saying necessarily them. Just saying as well, a suggestion. Just...
3: <laughs> yeah. I feel like Tommy uh, Ruffins and Ed McMillan. I I would consider them pretty cool. I admire what yeah. they did. Just like a yeah. tiny team making something. Beautiful. Some
1: shared history there is, like, I think part of how, like, these guys roped me into getting to do make games was, like, got me to watch Indie Game, the movie, which yeah. they had watched as well. And, like, sort of gives you an inside look. And then actually, uh, Jonathan Blow as well yep. is great. Um, yeah. And, like, gives really interesting talks on, like, you know, how – a really good one is the one about um, the uh, – like, how free-to-play affects the, the structure of games, much like sort of, like, 90s television and how you had to have the structured breaks and how the continuity had to, like, follow these rules and stuff. And, and just sort of showing, like, how much like in, uh you know, when you're, like, every episode has to be self-contained and it has to resolve itself fully and whatever, blah, 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 sort of gave you these very, like, sort of, like... Fixed experiences, and then you get HBO. It's just like, ah, whatever. Just make it crazy. Yeah, do whatever you want. And like, sort of, it's like had like a new renaissance of like good TV. Yeah, um, and you know, the, I, I really just like that talk about how you know, you know, when you start saying like, well, now we have to have our chance to put our like you know, monetization in, and here's our slot to you know get the mm-hmm. user to watch an ad and stuff. Like, it, it imposes
2: constraints that like you know might harm the medium a little bit uh yeah i think he's setting the course a little bit for indie games yeah, where yeah. you can disagree with him or agree with him but he's sort of setting yeah. some kind of true north and it's up to you how much you, you diverge from that but yeah, yeah he used to be this this completely rigid center to the indie game worlds for, for years now so yeah uh, I'm, I don't know. I'd be happy with that answer. The official
0: inspiration. <laughs> of it. I just thought it'd be fun to do. Sorry, I just want to, I thought it'd be fun because you seem to be, you know, I uh, wanted he'd hear the hive mind, and there it was, <laughs> Jonathan Blow. Yeah, good answer. Good answer. I like the witness. Not a lot of people do, but I did. So there you go. Oh, I love the
1: witness. Yeah. I, I love puzzle I'm just going to take this opportunity to plug a puzzle game because now we're talking about puzzle games we're talking about jonathan blow jonathan blow like this game a lot as well everyone should play steven sausage factor roll. Right. oh it's right no sorry C- Stephen sausage roll i don't know where i go. it's because of the
0: name of the show That's yes i thought hang on really um, Stephen sausage roll sausage roll yeah, okay no, it's, yeah it's a, a staple of uh british diet sausage rolls yeah okay I, I get it uh what what is it on is it on the the uh a pc or is it a ios game i don't know yes steam games how i it. oh okay it. Yeah, uh, we'll check it out after this maybe get him on the show it's maybe the perfect <laughs> puzzle game okay it may be the well that's a it's amazing high praise indeed um, um, but yes i also very much like a witness it's great so which kind of leads us on to the next question um which means it's a segue but it's not anymore because i just identified it um what are you playing <laughs> right now I have to ask this because yeah, it's podcast about video games, so it legally obliged to ask. It's funny because, like, I I,
1: also, I I don't really like play a, a lot of games for a ton of time anymore because, like, it's just like I don't have a lot of time. So, I generally I'm almost like not. It's unlikely that you'll find me at any moment, like, I'm currently playing this. It's like, nah, I played that for three hours and I was done. Um, which is what I love, honestly, about, like, the sort of, the, the indie games out there. It's like, it's totally reasonable to, like, pick up a game and, like, play through it, like, on a Sunday night for five hours. And then you finish, it's like, there we go. Like, that, that game, like, came into my life. Enjoyed it, and like, like had an interesting experience, and now it's, it's finished. And I don't have to put a hundred more hours in. Yeah, like what was that?
2: Beginners guide. Oh, oh the beginners guide is amazing. Yeah, that, that's a yeah. nice one. You Pick it up, and you know, before in, in the time it would take to watch the movie, you're, you're done. That's great. Yeah. So I've been playing a lot of Rust. i just now that now that we're done with uh, Run Gun Jump Gun, just going back to the old comfort food. <laughs> uh, getting... <laughs> In the horrible kind of semi-disaster of a game
0: that is rest. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, Jordan, what, what
2: yeah, are you playing?
0: Funny, like, what were you distracting yourself with, Jordan?
3: Um, what am I playing right mm. now? I've been playing uh, Limbo on mobile. I've been regoing going through that. I oh, wanted wow. to play their new game, but I don't have a PC, so that's where I'm stuck. Um, And that's got me kind of on a mobile game loop. Of, I've also been playing the Mr. Robot game, which is Awesome, and everyone should
0: try it. All right, well, high praise indeed. Um, I could ask that question, but the listeners know it's Stellaris. Stop, stop asking me. It's always Stellaris right now. Sorry, I love my 4X games. Sorry, it's just, <laughs> just, just my, my my thing. And of course, as as uh, as a, as a palate cleanser of uh, all my my fungus um, creatures who are my empire, they're sort of spreading benevolent love through their spores i have a uh, penchant for playing run gun jump gun as well because it just gets me away from um, empire building which is awesome that's the end of the first half of the show well done to you all um we're now going to move on to the second half where we uh, talk in depth about run gun jump gun
2: So, uh,
0: gentlemen, uh, could you tell me, or tell the audience more to the point, what is Run Gun Jump Gun? I think
1: that that is something that we always struggle with because <laughs> it's sort of like it, it, it's it's a uh, it's well, people ask me that and I'm kind of like it's a jumpy, shooty, runny kind of game, and it's sort of like, and then you're like you know like the helicopter games from the 90s where it was in the flash browser and you would click and the little helicopter would go up and down and people sometimes remember that and that's kind of like more where we were inspired from because it's sort of like a a continuous sort of flying but like I think the easiest way to describe it is uh, most flatteringly as Flappy Meat Boy um, <laughs> sort of like sort of the, uh, the helicopter sort of mechanic of that where you tap to fly or in any case just sort of our case pulled that down and mine that with sort of the uh, sort of fast running. So basically, it's it's you uh, shoot down to fly and uh, and uh, and and that's about it. So you've got two buttons that you can use and you can only do one at a time. So it sort of sits in this like, genre of twitchy games like B B B Super Meat Boy, etc., where you've uh, you really center around a very tight game loop. Where the instant you die, you sort of have a chance to try pretty much just that part again. Um, Because we we give you as many restarts as you need. And there's a, yeah, I don't know. I think that rambly sort
2: of covers it. Yeah. Yeah. Comparisons to uh, Flappy Bird. Totally true. But I think that maybe also scares people off. Because I would say, first of all, not as horrible a game as people say. (laughs) But it's also like, it's obviously... And what Flappy Bird was clearly riffing on was he's avoiding the ceiling and avoiding the floor. And that was the inspiration of Run. It was almost like, what if there was like the sequel to that that never existed? It's like Flappy Bird told for like comedic effect to slow it down so much. Is there anything else we should say about that?
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I thought it was inspired by rocket jumps and Doom, but hey, what do I know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, there's that, there's that I think, like, the, the concept of, like, you could fly
1: by shooting down, like, sort of came from there And, like, kind of, like, in an instant Like, but the mechanic itself uh, Is a lot more like those helicopter games Where it's about, like, holding it down the right amount And sort of, like, just, like, you know You've got two directions of movement that you're controlling with one button And so you kind of got to balance the like the gravity against the rising force, and sort of get into a nice like sort of oscillating pattern that carries you through the levels. Was very much like a a terrible helicopter game where you avoided the green colored ground with the terrible helicopter spray.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's all I got from it. And uh, but yeah, I honestly thought, oh great, it's 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 an awesome you know rocket jump game, yay! And I just enjoyed it for that. Because so, uh, I love Rocket Jump in Quake 3, so hey. <laughs> um, the level of difficulty in Run Gum Jump is very, very high. Um, have you found it liberating, embracing, and challenging model of play as opposed to a guiding one?
1: That's a... I don't know. that that is. A, it's funny because it wasn't... That's not how we thought about it when we started. I, I would say that we we have followed an extremely, like, iterative design process where we just sort of throw something at the wall and then most of it falls off. And then we're like, well, this tiny little piece stuck. So what if we just took that back to the drawing board and then tried again in three months? And uh, we, so we've, we've sort of like – we've got all these videos of gameplay and what it looked like throughout – the history of like making the game and like you look at like an old video and he's moving super slow and it's like, looks like it's going to be weird and tactical and like things are moving around and like the environment changes way more than you move. And uh, we, we sort of moved from like, you know, this, this idea of like, okay, well you're going to fly around and stuff. And then it, it sort of just sort of fell into our lap that like it was just the funnest when it was hard, like, and it, it was kind of wasn't fun otherwise. And so I you know, it's, it was liberating to realize that, I guess, because it liberated us to actually make a game that was fun. But it was, like, otherwise it's been, I don't know, an interesting constraint to work with because it, it means that you're you're just constantly at risk of, like, alienating the player by it being just, like, way too hard. And uh, and still plenty of people, like, end up having... It's just too hard for them. And we're just like, ah, oh, it, feels, it feels bad to, like, have a big chunk of people that might play your game just be like i don't
2: know i can't play it it's too hard um, no
0: i just love the challenge of it i just wanted to draw that out of you that's all
2: yeah no it, it, it was interesting that we had no strong intention of making it hard it was just like let's let's make the game fun and then the harder we made it the more we were like ah starting to feel right isn't it yeah <laughs> so we just every now and again we'd have to just like We'd, we'd shock ourselves back into, like, all right, what, what, what are we trying to ease this up for? It's clearly a hard game. Like, we, we need to make it fair, but we also just need to embrace that about the game that it ended up through the iterate, iterations just being hard. and
1: Yeah, and I mean, you know, and when I say that, it's, like, it saddens me to, like, see people play it and have it be too hard. But that being said, like, it's still, like, the game that I wanted to make, ultimately... Like it's the game we arrived at. It's the most fun. I really enjoy like these sort of like difficult, like you know, quick, quick retries kinds of games. Like they're some of my favorites. Um, and uh, I would say it's um, it's been. I don't know how to put this. Basically, I think that you know, there's there's a kind of like sort of challenge. Like there's a yeah. I don't. Know, I don't know
0: how to, kind of lose in it here. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> my next question. On? My next question is probably you've probably answered this one already. In in a way, judging by the the tone of the show, it's been great. There's a humour that permeates throughout every aspect of Run Gun Jump Gun. It's just everywhere, <laughs> um, and it seems to encourage the player on to reach the new level. And basically, one of the reasons I keep on playing is I want to see yet more wibblings from a very strange person who's doing very strange things or saying very strange things um, to the player, uh, especially the, the, the one in the first set of levels. He's, he's quite obnoxious. He doesn't like you at all. Um, but um, was this humour always present and how did it come about?
3: Um, might be able to field that one. Yeah. The humour wasn't really present before we have this kind of like, joke we like to say where it's like we got feedback from a festival we didn't get into one time that the game and this was really early on the game looked totally different felt totally different but they said the game lacked character so we added characters like literally just put characters in between the levels we're like well that's that done perfect easy peasy I don't um, know
0: you that well but that really is a brilliant response to that like we need character Okay, well, put characters in then. Characters, in, yeah.
3: <laughs> I need to overthink this one. Um, and it, it kind of just immediately felt better. It was. We also didn't nail it the first pass because the way it works right now in Run Gun Jump Gun is that there's three worlds with four acts in each world, and each act has a new character. So the idea is that the deeper into this world you get, you keep meeting these new people, and you learn more about each world. And it creates a nice progression. In the original version it wasn't structured that way. It was just kind of a different character. Each level said some random stuff to you and they would go away and come back. And it, the sense of sort of disorientation was like too much. But when we put that structure in and we gave each of these characters their time, a beginning, middle, and end, their time to shine, it let us, like, in addition to sort of focusing on tuning the gameplay, focus on tuning, like, what is the little taste of this world people are going to get? And it just seemed it didn't seem right to be too self-serious about it because at the end of the day it's a two-button Twitch arcade game with, like, electro music playing over it. It just didn't seem like it wanted to be a, you know, hyper-serious thing. There's serious moments because it is about the world ending, but it's also kind of trying to be funny and winky and who are these people living in this weird backwoods, you know, universe that's about to blow up because they mismanaged their resources. Yeah, it's just, it is. It is.
0: It is it is extraordinary um, how that uh, the story pans out. It's got this very dark element to it. You're right, but at the same time, they're laughing at it and and at the player as well. At least some of the characters are. Yeah. You mentioned Jordan the, the music there. Um, it, it's an exceptional tr- soundtrack, uh, in my opinion. Oh, thank you. I
3: really um, appreciate.
2: It.
0: How have you found its creation? How why
3: have you gone that way with it
0: when <laughs> you could have gone another? Could you talk
3: about the music yeah. creation? Sure. Um, the music didn't really start that way. In the well, I'm going to hawk it for a second. In the deluxe edition of Run Gun Jump Gun, you get a you get the soundtrack included, and it has a, a folder called Chopping Room Floor. And I can encourage anyone who has it to never listen to those songs because they're terrible. <laughs> um, they're just I mean they're they're okay and parts of them work, but it, it wasn't what the game wanted. We 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 kind of talk sometimes about this idea of like letting the game tell us what it, what it wanted to be. And I think that the difficulty is a big part of that, it, and it sort of created this feedback loop of the more difficult the game got, the more intense we started making the colors, the more intense we started making the music, the more intense we felt we could make the game, and it, it just sort of funneled back into itself in this really great, organic way. So when it started, it was much more almost like the Drive soundtrack, kind of slow, synthy building, and it just didn't match the vibe of what the game wanted to feel like. So the the, there's a song that plays in the menu that is it's much more it's faster and more aggressive and it leans on the bass and these really quick hi-hats so you have the slow bass and the fast hi-hats and that sort of you know when i bumped into that it felt like oh this is the i guess like the thesis for the music of this game it's it's super intense parts of it are super intense and fast but other parts of it are played half time so it's really slow and you can kind of get lost in it and zonk out in it and beyond that it's just i guess influences it's i I like hip hop and I like electronic music. And I think that's where people are doing really, really cool, interesting stuff right now. And I wanted, you know, I get to work on this game with these guys and have this opportunity. I wanted to bring all that stuff into it.
0: Yeah. And it shows you definitely put a lot of love into it. So thank you for that. Oh, well, thank you. Um, yeah,
2: Jordan, himself for making just like way more tracks than you that we'd ever hope to put in the game. But As soon as he came up with that menu track, we were like, oh, that's what the game is. And then every other track you'd make or every little experimentation, we'd almost hold it up against the menu track and say, all right, is this, does it, do these fit together? Totally. Yeah.
3: I can't overstate enough how much, like, we would literally, I can picture, like, having my laptop and putting headphones on the guys and just, like, watching their faces on like a creepy intense level of like how are they reacting to this what's getting a good reaction like did that drop work did this build kind of became like a really intense litmus test for does something work in the game because they at that point knew the game better than anybody in the world
0: yeah it's um yeah it's definitely all three of you are working very closely together obviously definitely getting that from from this show and uh meeting you all and it's uh yeah, it shows in the the music composition is exceptional. So well done to all of you for that because it does fit completely. So yeah. Um, very much, the last question I have for you. Um, I know, sad face. All good things come to an end, but we do have, have to end eventually. And it's not one I commonly ask, but I want to ask it because it might give you a give me uh, and the listener. Uh, a better sense of where the game came from and uh how best to enjoy it and it does need to be enjoyed everyone timing i found is a core to playing run gun jump gun. It is the case for most video games of course, but especially especially run gun jump gun as a crea- as the creators of it, what would be the single key? playing tip you give to someone as they sit down to play it for the first time
1: (laughs) that's uh well I would advise them to not fly into spikes that (laughs) will kill you in fact don't touch anything ever um (laughs) uh, you know it's it's funny because like um I, I think like where I think the the game really sort of like shines is, like, um, I think it's much in the same way that, like, something like Hotline Miami works. And, and, and in fact, uh, you know, uh, we actually added the... You know, the, there's this, like, this rainbow trail that happens when you die?
0: Yes, um, yes.
1: Sort of, like, the game freezes, the colors pulse, and, the, and the, the rainbow trail, like, rips you back, and it starts you going again. Um, and, and for me, the, you know, the, the reason why we put that in there was we were testing the game, and we noticed that people would quit when they die and that was prior to the rainbow trail being in there and it was basically you know it's, it's 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 a jarring experience where it suddenly it's like the game has stopped and then the frame cuts to the beginning of the level and you know everything stops for a moment um and and it broke the flow and that was sort of like the the, the moment where your brain can like sort of step back in and say like okay we, we could quit playing this now and go do something else um and I, I think where, where the game really shines is, is when you get into that flow state where you, you're sort of just, you're reacting and you're moving and, and you're not, you know, you're thinking about it to the degree that you maybe need to like think about it. But it's it's not a game about thinking for the most part. It's a game about sort of like learning with your sort of with your muscle memory. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, we, we added that rainbow trail in to sort of like see if we could interrupt like, that interruption by just saying, like, what if we, we take the one moment that has, like, the least flow in the game, like, you died, and then we just, like, pulse a lot of flashing lights and colors, and everything's crazy, and we're dragging you back, and you can see exactly, like, oh, I only lost this much ground, like, you know, and, and just sort of suck you right back into it. Um, and then before you sort of had a chance to decide to stop playing, we sort of dazzled you into being running again, and you're like, well, okay, fine, I'll try it one more time. Um, and so, like, you know, the, the way that I play Runga Jump Gun, I mean, I'm the creator, one of the creators, so, you know, that who who cares about how I play it? Because I've played it for a million hours, and I know exactly how it works. But, like, you know, it's it's the same way as it, that I play, like, Hotline Miami or BBB or something like that. It's sort of, you know, you're not... It, it's I, I don't even really get, like, frustrated when I play those kinds of games, you know? It's it's just, like, you just do it over and over and over again, and it sort of, like, becomes part of your bones. And you just let it wash over you. It's almost like don't mind dying, because we're yeah. not, we're not... Yeah, you're not going to punish you for dying, really. Like, it's sort of, like, a crazy time, and it's fun, and you get back to the beginning. Like, the Super Meat Boy guys actually said that, like, that's why they did the, like... For them, it was the showing your your deaths after you died and playing all the little deaths back. And it's sort of, like... They they were like, what if death was, like, almost a reward? Um, And so, like, I'm not going to say that death is a reward in Run Gun, but, you know, ideally, it's, like... It's not like you failed, and you're starting again, and you lost all this progress... And, you know, you should be angry about that. It's like, no, you're just, like, in the, like, sort of the psychedelic loop
2: of meditation that is playing the game. Yeah, we tried to make it feel unlike a video game death. Like, it's not like, ah, you failed. It's just like, of course you failed. You're going to be failing a whole bunch in this. But that's, like, been bit of the flow of the game. At least that's how we hope people will interpret it. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, death I- is rewarded by a rainbow.
2: <laughs> yeah so yeah. my would you just uh figure out the momentum of your character i i see a lot of new players just kind of jamming on the shoot button and then just kind of interrupting their fall and sort of getting the the fall and the swoops is a big part of um uh, making it through successfully like sort of g- give yourself a moment to figure out the, the gravity and the acceleration, which are actually directly inverse from each other, so uh, you know, once you get one potentially you might understand the other
0: Okay, yeah, that, that's, that's, that, that's a good way of putting it it's all about knowing when to shoot and when to shoot the other way <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's sort of, it's so simple it's almost strange to, to give the tips on it
0: I know.
1: Play it
2: until you're excellent.
1: Yeah. yeah. Actually, another tip. Yeah. So something interesting that I, I have actually watched happen as I've seen like the people that we had tested play it is uh, if you're stuck, just put it down and have a good night's sleep because apparently your brain builds up neural pathways for these muscle memory type activities while you sleep, and so often you can come back and like the next day it's like going to be easy. It's it's
2: very interesting.
0: That, that yeah. So is, if
2: you yeah. play it and you if you hate us. For making too hard a game, sleep on it, and then see if you hate us in the morning. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so run gun jump gun. It's out on what exactly? I know I always get this wrong, and then I don't make people mad. It's on Windows PC, that's for sure, because I played it on that. Anything else? You give me for asking.
1: It's available on Mac as well, ah. um, through Steam, and we're about to do. Uh, it's coming out on the App Store. Sooner than later, on the like the Mac App Store, and uh, we are also uh, currently doing a mobile port, um, and we built in Unity, so that's easy enough. Like basically, it's optimized everything to death as much as I can, uh, and then we've had to build a touch interface, but uh, that's coming out. Uh, I don't know. We don't have a date yet, but like soon.
0: That that will um, sit right next to Downwell for me. <laughs> I'll be playing this <laughs> and Downwell on my on my iPhone. So that'll be awesome. Yes, that yeah. Makes- it
2: actually really shines nicely on the on the
1: iPhone. And whatnot. yeah, I mean, the, the you know, it's sort of like we've been coy about it because we like you know wanted to let it be on Steam for a while before we talked about it or whatever. But it's been on Steam for a while now, so it's like whatever. It's coming out soon. I'm, we're we're going to talk about it. Okay. Um, but uh, you know. Part of how we kind of designed it was like, you know, it's. I mean, it's kind of obvious. It's like there's two buttons. That's how many thumbs you have. It's like you can hold a phone and you can push two things, and it it just it plays, in my opinion, like maybe the best of anything on an iPad. Yeah. Like it just it just plays yeah. awesome on an iPad. Yeah. It just feels great to play it on there. Um, and it's nice because it's sort of like it's full featured enough that it feels good as a PC game as well. But like I don't know, it shines on mobile. So. I'm curious to see how it does on mobile, actually.
0: Well, thank you, all three of you, for being on this show. It's been fantastic chatting to you. Uh, and we do, uh, here from Spong, wish you the very, very best of luck with it. And uh, we just uh, yeah really great, grateful for you being on the show. Yeah,
3: thanks. Yeah. thanks for having us.
0: any feedback on the show, or actually you're a developer listen to the show and want your game featured on it, please do email me at chris at spong.com Also, don't forget to check out the Computer Game Show, which is the stablemate Podcast, shall we say, of Spong. Bye!